Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the most important prayer in the church that you've never heard of. That's right. Today, we're talking about the divine office or the liturgy of the hours, a prayer more important to Catholics than even the rosary. That's the truth. And the way you start the liturgy of the hours is calling on God's assistance. Oh, God, come to my assistance. Oh, Oh, Lord, Lord, make make haste to help me. This is going to be a great episode. This is uh, something that I discovered in the seminary. Uh, What a rich treasure the church that we have in the divine office. Mm -hmm. It it is the very heartbeat of the church. And the Liturgy of the Hours... It's a beating heart. That's right. I mean, it really, it's it's incredible. And to realize that you're praying, when you pray the Liturgy of the Hours, you're praying with the whole church. You're praying with the Pope, the bishops, the priests, the religious men and women consecrated around the world, and so many lay people, so many people that are just faithful to the daily, daily, and hourly devotion of praying. So what is the the Liturgy of the Hours or the Divine Office? It's seven times a day, or a structured multiple times a day, where you pray a preset set of prayers and readings for that particular day of the year. And all Catholics throughout the world are united in this prayer. It's the breviary. It's going through every day and there's something to read and it makes you stop throughout the day and really pray. And before we before we wrap this up, we're going to share with you ways that you can pray this with different books and apps. There's yeah. several different modifications of it. But, uh, you know, as we start getting into this, it's, I think it's important to kind of describe why, why is it the heartbeat of, yeah. of the church? So a great place to start is always the catechism of the Catholic Church. And in the catechism, we learn exactly what the church teaches about basically everything that we need to on an introductory level. So if you want to follow along, join us in Catechism Reference 1174 all the way through to 1178. It's a quick read. It'll give you an overview. We'll only reference a couple of uh, points here and then kind of break open the Liturgy of the Hours and really share the beauty of it and, and how it works. So first and foremost, the Liturgy of the Hours is like an extension of the Eucharistic celebration as the catechism. So it's, like, so it's kind of like if you look at an iceberg, the celebration of the Mass is everything that's above the water, and the huge amount of ice and the whole body of it below the water is the Liturgy of the Hours. It creates this one superstructure, but most people are only seeing what's above the water. But the Liturgy of the Hours is massive, and it's contained and connected to the sacrifice of the Mass throughout the day and throughout the week and hours. Yeah, and, and to see that these hours, these daily devotion, stopping seven times a day, fits into the whole calendar of the church. And if you want to live Catholicism fully, you have to pray the Liturgy of the Hours. There's no there's no question. And that's why priests and religious and the Pope and we're all obligated. We we've we it is a daily obligation to pray the Liturgy of the Hours. And it's so helpful to the spiritual life. And so many more people are getting involved and we want you to get involved as well. So to continue, it's an extension of the Eucharistic celebration. That's what the Catechism explains. And it does not exclude, but rather in a complementary way, calls forth various devotions of the people of God. So you think about that calendar and all these different devotions throughout our our month to month or week week-to-week devotions, this is all a part of it, and especially connected to adoration 
and worship of the Blessed Sacrament. So outside of the Eucharistic liturgy, where the Eucharist is consecrated, that's the source and summit of our faith, Mm -hmm. right? That's the source and summit. That's the very, very peak in your illustration of that that iceberg. But where, where we're called to is into the depths, you know, we're called into the deep, Duke and Altum, to really put into the deep using this tool and resource, it'll help you get there. So the Liturgy of the Hours, this is 1174, the mystery of Christ, his incarnation and Passover. That's the Paschal mystery in and of itself, which we celebrate in the Eucharist each and every day that we attend the liturgy, especially at Sunday assemblies permeates and transfigures the time of each day through the celebration of the Liturgy of the Hours, or what's called the Divine Office. So the Liturgy of the Hours is called the Divine Office. This celebration, faithful to the apostolic exhortations to pray constantly, is so devised that the whole course of the day and night is made holy by the praise of God. In this public prayer of the church, the faithful, clergy, religious, and lay people— Exercise the royal priesthood of the baptized, celebrated in the form approved by the church, the Liturgy of the Hours, is truly the voice of the bride herself addressed to her bridegroom. It is the very prayer which Christ himself, together with his body, addressed to the Father. To realize that royal priesthood that's in each of our identities as baptized, adopted children of God, we are addressing the Father with Christ. And we are consecrating our hours and making our days holy. You know, Delacrosse, I don't know how you feel about your days and what you could kind of get absorbed into. But, you know, I, I love the the metrics on the new iOS <coughs> service where it kind of breaks open like you've been on emailing this long and social media entertainment and, you know. I could get sucked into Are that. Are you calling me out because you saw me watching TikTok? Well, you were sitting we here. Oh, my gosh, dude. I'm not, I'm not casting shade, but I do it, too. Like, I can easily get sucked in to an Instagram feed and get absorbed into, into it for, like, an hour. Yeah. The average person looks at their phone, the average American, 260 times a day, every 5.5 minutes. That's crazy. And if you got time to do that... You've got time to stop seven times a day or however many times you can to pray. So I want to talk a little bit about the origins of the divine office, the liturgy of yeah, the hours. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. This goes back to Jewish custom. This goes back to, you know, the, the Jewish life uh, that the apostles had. Um, in Psalms, it says, I will praise you seven times a day. And there's different things like, you know, I'll praise you in the morning and I'll praise you at night and whatever. That's where this tradition comes from. And you can see that this is one of the very first obligations or characteristics of the Christian worship life. This is the first thing that the church really kind of did, right? You can even see it in scripture, like in the book of Acts, like when Peter and Cornelius and Peter's having to, Cornelius having a vision and sending for Peter, like, well, he went and prayed at the ninth hour and at the sixth hour they were praying. And then Peter went up under the roof and prayed. Mm-hmm. You can see that even in the book of Acts, they were observing these specific hours as prayer times. And there were, and their communal times yeah. too, where they would get together and pray communally liturgy. Right. outside of the liturgy of the Eucharist, outside of the breaking of the bread, they would get together during these hours. Yeah. And then this, this, tradition really got codified by St. Benedict, right? That's when you really see a kind of monastic character and maybe even more structure than before. But you can see it in in the Didache. You can see it in Hippolytus. You can see it in early, early Christian uh, fathers that this is what to do. Pray these seven times a day. So 
And doesn't that elevate your your day? Yeah. You know, when you when you look at the need for structure, don't we need structure? If if we don't have structure in our life, like if I didn't have the structures of of my life as a priest and w- waking up, going yeah. to celebrate the mass, do my liturgy of the hours, I, you know, I tell people this all the time. I'd be a hot mess. I'm already a hot mess. Yeah. I'd be way worse. Same with me and a family. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like thank God you have the children calling you to the responsibility of love. Your wife yeah. calling you to the yeah. responsibility of your vows, and and vice versa too, mm-hmm. because you offer that to your children and to your wife as well. God wants us to become holy. It's a it's a calling. Mm-hmm. It's a vocation. It's the universal calling that 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 is imposed on each of the baptized members of Christ. So how do you do it? Structure. And when you think about, the, I mean, that's that's incredible stats that you shared before. How many people, you know, you know on you an average, yeah. you know, and I, I'm definitely <sighs> a culprit of it too. But what's the effect of that? It's like, uh, you know. I, if I spend that much time watching all those videos, I may have laughed. I may have been entertained. It may have been an incredible crossover right. or a dunk. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I'll save that or I'll send yeah. that to, to you or whatever. But it's not really inspiring and elevating my mind and my heart and my soul to God yeah. or a deeper sense of solidarity and communion with my brother or, or sister or neighbor. It's not doing that. It's so we have the, to look at the effect of the investment of our time. Yeah, it's one of the things that I think Muslims do way better than Christians mm-hmm. is that they stop. They pray. They have, you know, they have the tower, the prayer. minaret, you yeah. know, and they have that call to prayer and everyone stops. And, you know, the church bells ringing. The church bells used church to bells ring back. at the times for the liturgy of the hours. And mm-hmm. everyone knew in the city, hey, the bells are ringing, time to pray. And we've lost that in we such have. a huge, huge loss. So why don't you kind of walk us through how to pray this? We I know what the divine liturgy point, yeah. is. How do we pray this? So, Teach so, us, Father, how do we pray? Well, <laughs> well first, first and foremost, like, you know, it's It's simple. It's it's a simple simple thing. You're reading. Yeah, you're you're reading and praying the Psalms. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like two pages. Yeah, it's it, at uh, max. At max, like your office of readings could last maybe 15 minutes, like yeah. 10 to 15 minutes. Um, morning prayer, like 10, 12 minutes. Um, daytime prayer is even shorter. Compline like five minutes, yeah. maybe. And, yeah. and you could you could extend it out further, you know, yeah. if you want, which is always better, like mm-hmm. slow everything down, be more contemplative. And, you know, but as an obligation for a priest, sometimes your life is moving, you're going and and you're trying to get your hours in. A lot of times I'll do office, morning prayer and d- daytime prayer all together all at once. Mm-hmm. So just to give you an overview of of how how do you pray the seven times a day? If, if you want to fulfill that scripture and participate in the fullness of of the hours of the church, you start out with your invitatory and your office of readings. That's the very first thing that you do. And you, you're literally making the sign of the cross over your lips and you're expressing, Lord, open my lips and my mouth will proclaim your praise. You know, to, to realize that the very, very first thing that you're doing is making the sign of the cross over your lips and you're consecrating your ability to speak, to give praise to God. That's the very first thing that you're doing. Beautiful. Then you get through Psalm 95. You read through one of the Psalms, making that your own prayer. And then you get into the office of readings. Now, the office of readings is a grouping of Psalms. And then you have a scriptural verse. And then you have something from tradition, and it could be uh, a letter, for, for yeah. example, a letter to the Ephesians by St. Ignatius of Antioch, bishop and martyr. 
the Office of Readings is super helpful to get the context of what the church has taught and what her traditions are and what the greatest minds and the fathers and the Mm -hmm. doctors of the church have stated about our liturgical calendar or scriptural references. So that's the very first thing, Office of Readings. Then you have morning prayer, or what was traditionally called louds. And morning prayer, again, is a grouping of psalms and then gives you three groupings accompanied by antiphons that's said before and after. What's an antiphon for the audience? So an antiphon is is giving voice to phonos. So basically, uh, it's, it's attached to ante before mm-hmm. the psalm. Okay. So it gives you, so for example... The voice before the psalm. Yeah, basically. the voice before mm. the psalm. So for example, antiphon one, uh, Monday morning prayer. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Good question. Good question. <laughs> Great way to just kind of stop. You say that before Psalm 42, which is just happens to be Monday morning prayer week two. Mm-hmm. Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God, which I love Psalm 42. So you go through that longing, that ache of Psalm 42. Ache. You're making it your own. You know, why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Making this your prayer. You move through the Psalms. So you have three sets of Psalms with their accompanied antiphons. And then you have a short scripture reading. For example, again, Monday morning prayer week two, uh, very, very short scripture from Jeremiah. When I found your words, I devoured them. They became my joy and the happiness of my heart because I bore your name, O Lord God of hosts. After the reading, like at mass, you have the responsory. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. You go through that. You have a canticle of Zechariah. You have prayerful intercessions. And then you have the Our Father and a concluding prayer. So that gives you kind of a a structure to morning prayer. Now, they don't line up. The readings don't line up with the the Bible readings for that day at Mm -hmm. Mass. This is kind of its own structure, right? So it's... It's like a little prayer regimen seven times a day. That is is that a good flows, way to describe it? It still flows from the Mass because on memorials and yeah. feast days, they I mean, they don't use the readings from the Mass, but there's they usually something to... to yeah, yeah and, and especially with the Office of Readings, they're, they're absolutely tied. And like the mystery of praying the Liturgy of the Hours associated with the extension of the Eucharist and the, and the liturgical calendar is amazing. Like God speaks volumes through through yeah. it. And there'll be there'll be these emphatic themes that God is just communicating into your life yeah. through these liturgy of the hours and consecrating your day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've given you the invitatory and the office of readings. That's how you start your day typically. And then you have your morning prayer. Then you have mid-morning prayer. So if we're going to cover all all seven, right? So we've got office of readings, morning prayer, mid-morning prayer, midday prayer. And now when you have the mid-morning, midday prayer and mid-afternoon prayer, those are like, they're super short. So even if you have like a five-minute smoke break. That's or like three, six, and nine. Yeah. It's like you, you go out, you go outside, you know, sit down for a few minutes, crack open your Liturgy of the Hours book if you have the book, but we'll share with you some of the, uh, the apps available that make it very convenient right there in your hand. And they're, they're very, very, you know, nice ways to, to just pick up the scripture, elevate your mind, 
in the presence of God, and then go back into your day. Yeah, it takes less than time to, than to read like a news article. Exactly. Wow. So again, office, morning prayer, mid-morning prayer, midday prayer, mid-afternoon prayer, evening prayer, and then finally Compline night prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's what rounds out your seven hours of praying. And for the most part, you're praying the Psalms. That's what's traditional to Judaistic practices. That's right. So, you know, to realize that I'm stopping seven times a day, I'm praying the Psalms, which is in the traditions that preceded Christ. You know, it's so it's so amazing. It's awesome. The rosary comes from the Psalms too, right? Mm-hmm. 150 Psalms, 150 beads. I mean, the Psalms really is. If Maybe underrated, I don't know, or not used in the same way as yeah, prayers. Not they used, used to, in the practices as we need. We need they, to get right. that back. But if right. you, the liturgy of the hours, the rosary. I mean, they're coming. They're extensions, or I guess, evolutions of how people prayed the psalms. It's really interesting to think of. You yeah, know, it really is. Um, so you mentioned those seven hours. Uh, traditionally, you know, th- they have seven names, and there's a time associated with them. It's not as strict, you know, maybe as it, it would have been in a medieval monastery that you pray these at this exact time. Mm-hmm. But these were and, the times, that and the, those monasteries, a number of those monasteries, still uphold the very strict hours. Yeah, sure, and that's when this is when the church mm-hmm. bells would ring. So you'd have your matins, which is at two a.m., your lauds, dawn prayer, right, mm-hmm. five a.m. Uh, you would have prime. First hour, terse, nine o'clock, sex, noon, known at three, vespers and compline, vespers being at around six and uh, compline at seven. Uh, Prime got cut after Vatican II, and I think it makes sense because you're going back to those seven hours. It's fine. Uh, But those are the names and the hours associated with them. And you can go back to the early church and they said, look, when you wake up, when you light the lamp, when you light the evening lamp... When you go to bed, you know, and then these other, you know, and like I rise at night to come in, you know, yeah. like that whole sense of like the 2 a.m. matins or the midnight waking up or, and, or just and like praying. the three o'clock prayer or evening prayer. It's just mm-hmm. like you're struggling through the day. You're tired. Mm-hmm. You know, people have upset you or, you know, whatever. Right. And you read it. And it's just like. Wow, it's just like drinking water. You're parched. Uh-oh, you're drinking uh-oh, water. Uh oh. We said the word. We said the word. <laughs> yes, he said the word. He <laughs> <laughs> said the word of the day. Water. Congratulations. Yeah, that was it. All right. <laughs> It was water. Do you got you guys set me up because I didn't know it. I didn't have this stuff to throw at you. <laughs> well, to, to the the reason why the word is water is because out of our baptismal identity, we're all called to be priests and we're all called to pray. And this is where it all oh, boils down right. to. I'm not right here. living in a simulation right now. <laughs> well, do you know where you would not be living in a simulation and where you'd be living in the real world? Oh, wait. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you guys set me up. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we need to take a break from this conversation. Hey, everybody, we're going to Colorado and Montana this summer. That's right. Estovier so, Expeditions, Fiat Expeditions. We want to see you guys. Dude, these... I don't know if this is going to set up a smoke alarm. No, no it's, uh, I don't it's, think so. It's vapor. Water dude, vapor. it smells like roller skating. 
<laughs> we just set off. Look, for you, those of you just listening, Ryan said the word of the day, and we set off uh, confetti and a smoke cannon and flashing lights. So mm-hmm. that was crazy. This Worth is watching how, on YouTube. This is how this is how we wisely invest the um, the funds <laughs> that our patrons give to us. Right, is to make this kind of content. Smoke machines. And cheap lights. That's right. Water, word of the episode. And one of the sponsors of our episode is Estovir Expeditions and their sister company, Fiat Expeditions. And there there are some water sports associated with go. And we hit some rapids in Colorado yeah. that were legit. Waterfalls. And I can't wait for the Montana the Montana rapids, which are going to be yeah. even more intense. Class yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. And it's, it's all about disciplining yourself, getting outside, renewing, refreshing, walking with other brothers or sisters. If you're doing Fiat, if you're doing Estovir. It's about renewing that that spirit of of fraternity and sorority, entering in with other brothers or sisters, and and getting out into nature and stopping and consecrating your day. Yeah, Estovir expeditions. They're outdoor adventurous expeditions for Catholic men. You can get out there with your brothers and renew your body and spirit and explore God's creation with priests and your brothers in mm-hmm. the faith. Right. You can go, there's going to be expeditions that happen in June and July. They're going to be in Colorado, in Pagosa Springs, mm-hmm. and then in Montana at in Bozeman. Uh, in Bozeman. Bozeman. Yeah. And I mean, these guys are going to be there. I'm going to be on one of them if I can. Yeah. It's really great. I mean, you, you know, you're getting outdoors, you're experiencing both uh, nature, you're experiencing fraternity. And, and there's opportunities for confession, going yeah. to mass, praying. And a lot of it's mass or- every day. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it's organic. Like, you know, just stopping your normal routine and retreating yeah. and, and having the intention of entering into some other, some, you know, people's lives. Yeah. And it's for everybody. We've got stuff for if you're, if you're a little more physically challenged. I just had a lady reach out to us about how she just uh, got over cancer and her upper torso and I was like hey we've got something for you you know we've got stuff that we can you know get you involved in we're super flexible like even you know like the the one that we did in Pagosa like some guys just needed some time and it's like if you need that like just I don't want to do an eight mile hike I'd rather just hang out at the lake house and paddle around it's totally understandable this is a real alternative to I guess maybe a um you know, a uh, pilgrimage, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of pilgrimages can be kind of stuffy. You're like, okay, well, we got to go here, and then we're going here, and we're going to this museum. Yeah, and we're doing super this. regimented. Like yeah. from the f- moment you wake up at like six o'clock in the morning on a pilgrimage, Get you've got bus. things to. Yeah, yeah, you've got things to do. And this is There's a much wrong with that, but mm-hmm. this is completely different. It's a different yeah. thing. Yeah, but you get the same experience spiritually. Yeah, and I mean, each one is about twenty men or twenty women. Yep. Um, it's really tight knit. I mean, you're making real friends that you guys For are life. Real, yeah, yeah, we've all we've all become friends. And these it's are incredible from bonding all experience. Walks, yeah. All walks of life. Yep. So go to, ex- uh, go to Estovir Expeditions or Fiat Expeditions. There'll be links below. You can reserve your spot now. There's very few spots left, so make sure that you reserve them soon. Yeah, it's filling up quick. But it's it's a beautiful place. Look, there's not going to be any COVID restrictions this summer. Everyone's it's going to be the beautiful height. Yeah, we of need to get out late after spring. Yeah, you need to get COVID. out after spending two years inside, <laughs> turning into the veals. You know? He gone. He gone. <laughs> right. You know, jumping back into the liturgy of the hours, though, like this is the interior life, right? And even if you're even if you're quarantined, if you're locked in prison, like th- this right here, developing the interior life of your of your own spiritual health. 
this is going to do it mm-hmm. with, without a doubt. And this is yeah. why it takes, you know, principle in the, in the life of Christian prayer. This is why this is the most important devotion to foster, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's over the rosary. That's over the chapel. That's over any type of private revelation throughout the history of the church. This is universally and pastorally called for. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so proud of my, my community because we're, we're every Wednesday, we pray morning and evening prayer mm-hmm. and you have to start somewhere. Hopefully we're going to pray the liturgy, That's the hours, great. all of the hours, you know, mm-hmm. and with the bells ringing and, and really bring that into the fabric of, of our faithful expression. Well, you can have actually like a liturgical, like at the church. I remember in the seminary, we, we actually had like this full blown liturgy of the hours, you know, well, the priest would process were, in, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, there'd be music, things like that. With the like cope that. and yeah, everything. It was, like, and, it was like mass. You well, know? you and I went to that Benedictine monastery. And we prayed the vespers with them, and they had the whole yeah. the whole adoration up. of the yeah. blessed sacrament, yeah. and and it's exactly what the catechism is calling for. It's what the church is calling for. <clears throat> Eleven seventy five from the catechism expresses the liturgy of the hours is intended to become the prayer of the whole people of God. I mean, if that's, that's it's pretty clear. That's very very clear, yeah. and yeah. and. You know, we want to have that liturgy of the hours prayed in all of our parishes, but. At times, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. We need we need more and more people picking up the the liturgy of the hours and praying it. Now, now, so what ahead. I'm thinking now is we tell them how to find it. I, yeah. th- I think I think right now, if you're just starting out, I really do think that the the app you're, it's <laughs> the, the easiest way right. is so the easiest way. Hold because, up your books, there, Rich. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. So you got four books like that. So this is the full version. This is the four volume set of the Liturgy of the Hours. And don't be intimidated by that. Right. This is the four volume set. This is everything. You know, this is all of the Office of Readings. And then what, what I have here is the Christian Prayer Book. And this is a very simple one volume, basically giving you the ability to pray all of the prime hours, really. The, this is kind of like for, for hours. Hours. more like laity, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is this is what my parishioners are using. A number of them have bought them. We bought a bunch of them and have them in stock uh, for people who want to start practicing right. the liturgy of the hours. Now, now, on this one, it's important to say, this Christian prayer book, that there's a lot of flipping around. There's a lot of ribbons and stuff like that. And I'm not I'm not being... Uh, and it takes, you know, it takes a while to get a used to it. You have another book. It's called the Ordo or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they look. I'm all for tradition. It's a lot of work. There's some things that are better modernized, right? And this is one of them. Yeah. And this is where I was going with this. This app, it's iBreviary. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great one. We should put a link in there. And you should donate to this guy because... I mean, it, especially this new update that they just have. It's like, oh, it's a great you update. Go to, you go, it's got the day there, and then you hit pray, and then you go liturgy of the hours, and there you go. Mm-hmm. You got all of the liturgy of the hours right there. Click on it, pray. Yep. You know, when you now, now you're making me feel bad when I go on TikTok. I should be on liturgy <laughs> of the hours now and just at least pray a prayer, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it makes, no it, that, it, makes it very, very convenient. One uh, thing I, that I wish I breviary would do would and maybe it does, and I haven't noticed it, but set a reminder. So it just, look, boom, at 3 o'clock, your phone pops yeah. up, so it's time to pray. You click it, mm-hmm. and it goes right into it. Yep. Yeah. It, it might do that. I don't, I'm don't. i not aware yeah, of yeah, and, that. And I breviary, because we've been calling this the liturgy of the hours, yep. you know, th- this is what is called, you know, the a.k.a. It's, it's called the breviary. So and and that comes from the Latin root breves, which means brief. It's, it's praying the wow, full— Wow, that's a— 
Oh, that's man, a stretch. That's <laughs> etymology at its heart right there. <laughs> it is. And and it's it's really it, it's praying in a brief manner the Psalms. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. Um so iBrevery is an excellent resource um and it's free. Laudate app also has the Liturgy of the Hours, also free. Divine DivineOffice.org. Dot org. That, that, right. Yeah, divineoffice.org is really cool because you could see who's praying it around the world. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they have the globe yeah, and it's yeah, like. Yeah, it's really neat. And, and it shows like, that. yeah, people yeah. are praying it here or whatever That's, from Divine Office on, on their website. Cool. So again, to think, you know, you're praying this with. Everybody that's praying the four volume or the Christian prayer or a more simple version online with your with your phone or your tablet. I think if somebody had the uh, time, which we don't, but to start a YouTube channel where they would go in live at all those times a day and pray in the hours. Well, uh, you know, a monastery could easily do that. That monastery Mm -hmm. should be doing that, you know, and if there's a monastery out there willing to do it and not sure how to. Give us. give us a call. We can help you and, out. And with there's that. some there's some uh, people that I follow on YouTube as well that that are doing that. Okay. You know, um, yeah. So there's there's some of that going on. I'm um, on my iBrevery app. I'm not on YouTube all day, Rich. <laughs> YouTube so and 1990s. you know, just an encouragement to also you know don't be afraid of the four volume. Don't be afraid of the Christian prayer book. You can use your you could use your iBrevery or your, or your phone to start. But there's nothing like putting down your phone and picking up something that is exclusively and singularly not going to beep. Exactly. (laughs) Not going to beep. Not going to distract you. It's going to give you exclusive time with God. And if you pray it with other people, too, it gives you exclusive time with your brothers or sisters to just lift up your mind and your heart to God and consecrate your hours. You will not be, you will not uh, talk about the fruits. You won't be disappointed in the fruits that come out of, of this devotion. Yeah, I mean, this set, if you buy this exact set that you have right there, it's about 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. 150, yeah. Yeah, that's a good investment. And, and you know, this this has a, kind of like a pleather, you know, different colors. There, there's a beautiful one. Uh, mine are kind of falling apart a little bit, but that's, it adds Because you use them. And, but the, there's a really beautiful, like, black leather one, too, that's really, really pretty. And uh, even a nicer version of uh, the Christian prayer book, mm-hmm. too. Larger print. So if you need larger print, it's out there. Uh, as well, and and we just highly encourage like everybody out there pick up the liturgy of the hours, put it into practice, get together with people from your parish, start praying morning prayer, evening prayer, you know, like before mass or at the end of adoration or something, you with know, your like, family. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very 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 good for you. It's powerful. It really yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to challenge all of our listeners uh, to try it out. Right, try it for two weeks. You know, yeah, that's what I was do say, two weeks. Do yeah. uh, do one in the day and do morning and uh, evening prayer. Just do that. It'll take you, what, 20 minutes a day. It's worth yeah, it. And if you're doing Exodus 90, try it for 90 days. That's right. I, yeah. I mean, Exodus 90 is, is is a program for 90 days that all these guys are getting involved in that it's, I mean, it's massive. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the aesthetics, 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 did I say that right? Aesthetics is the word of the day, too. <laughs> we have two words of the day. <laughs> That's one of the aesthetics that they're doing is prayer, right? Additional it prayer. Is prayer fraternity, uh, and I think it really does flow well into the liturgy of the hours. And it because does. Exodus yeah. 90 really is kind of coming from that desert father monastic tradition. Uh, I think it's actually a perfect coupling with Exodus 90. Now, Exodus 90 is a program for men to help you to, I guess, 
Get rid of some of the things in your life that Flee the world. Yeah, you know, go out into the spiritual desert. Get rid of all the confusion and distractions of the modern world and reorient yourself towards Christ. So if you go to exodus90.com right now, you can uh, check it out and you can get the app for free and you can help. You can see how Exodus 90 can help you find true freedom that the modern world just doesn't offer you. So check it out. We really Tens recommend of thousands it. of men are doing it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, finding the fraternity around you digitally, they have yeah. a great uh, feature now on their app that helps you. Every time we talk about this, this is all you talk about. I, I think it's fascinating. Because <laughs> well, that's the number one thing that people said. Like, look. And it's I, the number one thing yeah. that I get messages all the time about. Like, hey, is anybody doing it? Is yeah, anybody doing it? Doing it? Doing, you don't even do it. Yeah. And it's like I try to associate it with with different men's groups that I have going on. But, you know, that is makes it so much easier. Yeah, sure So much easier. So um, I so wanted to jump uh, into a, a catechetical point and to what you were saying before, Shield. The celebration of the Liturgy of the Hours demands not only harmonizing the voice with the praying heart, but also a deeper understanding of the liturgy and of the Bible, especially the Psalms. And one of my one of my parishioners, um, you know, how how often do people get the Christmas season wrong? Like, you know, how many how many days are in in, in the season of Christmas? When does Christmas end? People think February second. People people think, oh, you know, like it's twelve days of Christmas. No, it's not twelve days of Christmas. Like the Christmas season doesn't end. Until, until you the, take your tree down. Until the baptism of the Lord. <laughs> Candle, right? So the baptism of the Lord happens after the epiphany. You know, this year it was like January 8th, January 9th. Well, the tradition, like preceding Vatican II, and for a greater period of time, it was a 40-day observance, which would have finished on Candle Mass, mm-hmm. the presentation of the Lord. Yeah. So, you know, but we lose context. We lose, you know, and literally there was a parishioner, uh, shout out Pam Dewey, but she was the one who came up to me and said, Father, like, I've been Catholic my whole life, went to Catholic school, and, you know, I always thought Epiphany was the end of, of Christmas, and now praying the Liturgy of the Hours, mm-hmm. now I understand when the seasons ended, and that's exactly it. You know, when you do this, you're really entering into the life of the church. If you want to get back to tradition, and you're a traditionalist, and you like the Latin Mass, and... It's fine, harder to find a Latin mass these days. Do this. Start here. Yeah. Start here. Bring the tradition home. Live the tradition. And you don't have to do the tradition only at mass. There's this as well. Um, we'll put links to all of this stuff that we talked about on the website at catholictalkshow.com. All your dot coms. We'll all your there. dot coms, right? We'll put them uh, You know, we'll put links to how to buy these. <laughs> we'll put links to the different apps, we'll to the catechism links. Um, but really, you know, try this out. Try this out because mm-hmm. I think it really can help. I guess reorient your life. And look, if you can have a, a step counter and a calorie tracker and you can have a calendar for your meetings for the day, you certainly can have something that helps structure your day around prayer. And I promise you it's going to help your life. Yeah, lift your spirits. Yeah. Well, we hope that this show has lifted your spirits. I know doing this, you know, one, the fraternity that we have here, but being able to connect with you guys week to week is an absolute joy. We wish you all the best. And may we stop seven times in the day lifting up our heart and our minds to God, and truly be inspired by his love for us. God bless, and we'll see you next week. Mm.